If you had to come up with a plan B to retool as a leader in today's down economy, with the experience and knowledge you already have, these are the exact steps you can take to thrive. Welcome to the Visionary Leaders Circle podcast. I am your host, Dr. Ginny Barrow. Leaders want it all. In this podcast, we talk about it all, from how to integrate all of who you are, from developing leadership skills and empowering yourself with a growth mindset in your career, relationships, finances, and even your emotional, physical, and spiritual health. Thank you for joining us. In this episode, Dr. Jenny Barrow sits down with Leanne Puchier, a senior analyst at PepsiCo. Leanne is a results-focused senior leader with over 25 years' experience in the customer service and technology industry at a Fortune 100 company. In this episode, Leanne shares her approach to developing leaders and talent during this time, as well as the advice she gives leaders who are looking to create a unique edge. So thank you for preparing, for taking the time, and for sharing your insights with these group of powerful leaders that are listening and watching and engaging with us. Let's dive in and talk about, from your perspective, what leadership skills, Leanne, are most critical in this challenging environment? And feel free to give us a little bit of your background in terms of your work history and your area of expertise. Well, thank you for having me. And I have actually been a leader in a Fortune 20 company for 26 years. And during that time, I've had the privilege of leading small and large teams. And in my opinion, based on what is happening in the environment today, I believe that the qualities that are most needed, first of all, is being open-minded. I think that this whole pandemic has taught us anything can happen and we need to be prepared. I think as a leader, you need to be resilient because every day is going to be different and it couldn't really be hard sometimes. And you just need to not give up the fight and just keep going back. You need to be flexible. And most importantly, for your team, you need to have empathy because even as a leader, you come to the table with what's on your plate at home and at work. And you have to realize that that's the same for your team. And you may not know everything that's happening to them before they walk in the door. Yeah. How do you nurture those things, um, um, Leanne? How do you nurture, nurture open-mindedness in the workplace and resilience and flexibility and empathy? You need to listen. You need to listen to your team. You need to listen to what's going on in the industry. And you really need to not jump to conclusions. You have to give things a chance to kind of resonate a little bit. And then you need to trust your instinct and, and work on the solution. What do you do when you stop yourself from jumping to conclusions? How does that look like in the workplace? You have to just, sometimes you have to just be quiet. And you have to count to five in your head and just let a conversation finish or let someone else finish what they're thinking before they speak. Yeah, right? Interrupting people is actually something that we do a lot, right? 
when mm -hmm. we are speaking with people because we think we know what they're going to say. So thank you for bringing that in and for sharing that open-mindedness, resilience, flexibility, and empathy, and uh, being able to listen are huge, huge skills that we need to embrace in this type of environment, especially now that people are, you may not know, right, what people are going through in Correct. this difficult time. Mm -hmm. And is there a way, uh, Leanne, that you have used in your leadership role to make space for somebody to be able to express what is going on with them without being intrusive in their personal life? I think the best thing is to understand that maybe people don't always want to communicate what's going on. And you have to be able to try to read those people and when they maybe want to learn to open up and talk and when they don't. And you have to respect them. But you have to make yourself available. And they have to know it's a safe place that if they do need to confide in you about something, even yeah. if it's something personal that they may be a little hesitant to share, that you, as a leader, you have to be available so they can feel that they have trust. That's great. Yeah, about being available to them. And you mentioned something, being able to read them. So that's part of emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. What would you say to somebody about being able to read your team and read people that you are in front of? You have to know your team. You have to spend time with them. You have to spend time with them as a group and as individuals. Excellent. Thank you so much, Leanne. And so companies have a responsibility to develop their leaders, develop their talent. Mm -hmm. What should companies do these days? How should they approach developing their leaders during this time? Well, again, I think that this whole pandemic and the experience that we're all feeling has really brought about, you know, the need to be flexible and resilient. But I think on a proactive basis, companies could probably have a more formal leadership development type program where they could have a rotation for their leaders so they could understand what it would be like to be in different roles so they can learn to relate better to their peers. And I think the other thing that I've noticed, those kind of programs shouldn't always be for the people that are picked to be in them. I think that if an employee would like to be in a program like that, that they should also be given the chance. So it should be twofold. One, you know, you might identify a potential leader as a manager or a director. You might look at your team and say, oh, I think this person is going to be a superstar and you want to kind of help them grow. But then you might have someone else who doesn't have a mentor or sponsor maybe looking out for them, but has expressed interest in a program and they should also be allowed to participate. I love that approach, right? It's almost having an opt-in. Mm -hmm. And the opt-in itself would indicate that they are interested in that yes. growth and development. That's beautiful. And that is uh, very innovative, I have to say. Companies you mentioned should be creating some type of leadership development program. When you were in, I mean, you've been in leadership forever, 
just like me and many of my clients. So what have you f seen in terms of the effectiveness of the leadership development programs that are in place, just based on your experience? One of the courses that really stands out in my mind was all about change, embracing change and learning to adapt and learning the psychology behind how people and workers respond to change. I felt was a very helpful course that we had taken. It was um, five days long and we were, you know, aligned with different people from our organization, but as well as people from other organizations. So it was a nice cross-functional exercise to kind of mm -hmm. work with people we knew as well as people we didn't. But understanding that change and really communicating over and over and over again, when you're leading a team that's about to go through a big change, why are we doing this? And what's the goal? And What's the timeline and what does it mean to the, the individuals who are receiving the change? Because that's the first thing that you think of as a team member. What's this mean to me? Why is this happening? And how will my job be different? And you have to recognize that and respect that they need that information to come on board and to help you make the change successful. Yeah. Wow. Change as a topic for development, that is huge. Um, and, and it affects all the, all the factors that you mentioned earlier, too, to be able to handle and manage that change successfully. Um, so when you were uh, in, your, in your roles, in terms of uh, being able to handle change, what did you find were some of the biggest obstacles that people ran into when it came to embracing change? And I know you are huge into transformation and um, big organizational transformations. Well, I think some people just assume that the change is negative. You know, it's going to take work away. It's going to take my job away. Or they assume that they already know what the change is about. So they don't really even ever give it a chance. They don't understand the true meaning behind it. So they kind of shut down in the beginning. And it's very difficult sometimes to get those people to come around. Which, were, which is where the open-mindedness comes in. Yes. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. So let's wrap up with the last question, which is what advice would you give leaders who are looking to develop a unique edge? So I would give them three pieces of advice. The first one is to learn to trust your instincts. So you have a little voice inside you that is telling you, you know, obviously personal as well as professional things that you should try and do and follow. You need to pay attention to that and you need to learn to trust it. And I believe the more you do, the stronger it gets. So lean on that, especially at work. The other thing is don't be afraid to try something new. Even if you're not sure, you don't have all the answers, jump in and just try. And the last thing I would say is don't be afraid to admit mistakes or admit when you don't know. Because I think as a leader, you are then an honest leader and the people around you will trust you in that you will say you made a mistake or you will say you don't know. So then you can kind of work together to either resolve it or to get the answers you need. Beautiful. Wow. 
out of those three, Leanne, which one do you think um, you run into the most issues with yourself or the people that you were working with? I don't think people are, are honest enough sometimes. I think that they're worried about how things appear and what their next promotion is going to be all about. Sometimes that they, they become focused on how to get to the next level. And they're not really thinking about today and what's going on today and what does the group or the team need right now. Because if there was a mistake that was made or, you know, you don't know the answer, stopping to address that will actually, in my opinion, bring you further along because you, you learn from doing that. And then you can have more knowledge and more power and then move forward. I hear, I hear a lot of vulnerability in that, right? To be able to admit to a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the environment isn't as forgiving, right? So how do we create the environment where admitting to your mistakes and saying, hey, I was wrong, it's, it's okay, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. well modeled and it's acceptable. That's important. I think it's also a cultural aspect, you know, of the group. I think as a leader, if you can do that, your team will feel comfortable in doing that. You don't want to obviously be having mistakes all the time, but to be able to recognize it and to be able to say, okay, this happened, you know, good, bad, or whatever, this happened, acknowledge it, and then move on. Don't dwell on it. Don't keep bringing it up again, but just acknowledge it, take from it, learn from it, and then move forward. Now, I know you were a very tactical leader, too, because you led teams that were responsible for day-to-day customer service, right, troubleshooting issues that came to your department. So there is an aspect of what you're sharing that was very real, like making mistakes wasn't something that you just swept under the rug. So there was an implication to mistakes, which makes them even tougher to admit to, right? But mm-hmm. like you were saying, in your environment, Leanne, what was the benefit of being a leader who would admit to a mistake where people would notice that you made a mistake? What was the advantage of still having giving that transparency? I think the advantage is that you're human yeah. and that you're learning and you're growing. And maybe you did jump into that new role that you weren't quite sure about, but that comes with the territory, you know, that's how you learn. And I think that if you can show that it's okay to be a little vulnerable and to be human and to sometimes you need to take those chances. And that's, again, to me, how you learn and grow. There's so much richness in what you've shared with us today. So I really appreciate you. And even the the angle that you gave that, listen, when you admit your mistakes, you can actually go further than only focusing on the future. Focus on today. What's happening today to your team, to you, how you're showing up. There's so much wisdom in what you share with us, Leanne, and I appreciate you for that. If you could give your younger self one piece of advice in terms of your leadership career, what would that be? My younger self, I would say, don't underestimate your abilities. <gasps> Love that. And how does that reflect, right? Like what would happen to you uh, when you don't underestimate your ability? 
from your perspective? That's when you will, you know, try new things and trust your instinct and just go, go for it. You will learn so much from the opportunities that come from that. The big message I'm getting from your entire interview is go for it, right? That trust your, your intuition, trust your instinct and your gut. It's that go for it. Don't hold back. Yes. Thank you so much, Leanne. I appreciate you and I look forward to our continued collaboration. Thank you. Me too. If you enjoy this content, subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. And if you want to stay in touch and hear from us, join our community to receive valuable strategies and tools at executivebound.com. I'll see you next time.